This is Raising a Sane and Successful Teen, An Innovative Guide to Becoming an Awesome Parent by Marianne Majori, read by the author. The first part of this book is called Living Together, and the second part of this book is Section 2, Preparing for the Real World. Chapter 6 of this section is Chores and Work. A child of three should be able to make his or her bed, pulling covers up, patting the pillow into place. No hospital corners, just sheets and blankets off the floor and in some semblance of good order. A person of 13 should be expected to do much more. And this is where chores come in. Chores. First, let me say we need to come up with a new word for, or phrase for the word chores. It really has a bad connotation all over the country. Perhaps household jobs would be better, or family contributions. Whatever you call them, they represent a teen's way of adding to the community we commonly call family. Ideally, you will have started them working regularly around the house years ago, but if you haven't started them on the simple introduction to family tasks by the teen years, it's time to rev up the training. Chores say, we're all in this together, and your effort means something to me and to all of us. You've been working for your kids for a long time. Gradually, kids need to learn how to work for themselves and to work for others. Chores are the best way to train your son or daughter to contribute to the household and ultimately to the larger community. Some of the chores that you will train your teen to do are actually chores you did for them. Now you are transferring work you once did for your teen onto the teen. This will often annoy or dismay them, so success calls for choosing carefully and teaching them constructively. Lunch. If your kid hasn't already started making lunch for themselves, show them what a balanced meal is and how to carry it safely and without mess and let them have at it. Check the lunch bag before it leaves the house the first couple of days. Respond positively first. Okay, you've got an apple, some carrot sticks, that's good. Now you need a protein. How about some places of cheese? And you need a carbohydrate. Why don't you take some of those crackers you like? Then leave them alone. Don't harp, don't comment. They'll get the idea. You can help the nutrition balance by making sure that there's only healthy stuff in the house. This makes it way easier to choose. Laundry. All teens should do their own laundry. You've done it enough. Teach them how to do it step by step and then make some ground rules about this too. Laundry should go through the cycles, then into the dryer, and then to the teen's room within a few hours. It shouldn't get stuck in the washer for a few days waiting for you to move it into the dryer. Tell your teen that these are the guidelines and then clear out of the way. Get a few laundry baskets so that when you come upon someone else's wash sitting in the washer and you want to do a load, simply put the wet laundry into the waiting basket and go about your business. When your wash is done, you can let your teen know that their wash is waiting for them. Charting the practice. Chores that involve the household should have a household chart that, chart that you put on the fridge or somewhere equally noticeable. Start with a family meeting, maybe a pizza night to accent the upbeat nature of it. Make a rough list with a family of all chores and determine whether and determine together which ones are the most complex or time-consuming and weight them. Easy chores get one star, hard ones get two. Then discuss with your teen which chores they like and value them with stars on the chart. Then split up the chores so that everyone in the family is doing the same weight of work. If you let your teen choose the work they like to do, you may be surprised at what they choose. Many teens have no problem walking a younger sibling home from school but cannot stand sweeping the kitchen floor every night. Some teens like doing dishes but intensely dislike putting them away. 
Look for the positive inclinations and capitalize on them. When the chores are sorted and everyone has pretty much the same number of stars in their chore lineup, make the chart and instruct everyone to put a check in the box for that date each time they do a task. Often you will find that the chore needs to be the chart needs to be up for a month or so, and then everyone gets in the groove without needing the chart. If there is any severe slippage at some point, re-examine the chart, alter it, and put up the new version. Remember that light daily chores like taking out the garbage <clears throat> may have to be reminded day after day, even perhaps for years. It's okay. It is what it is. Just call out the teen's name from the kitchen and say, time to take out the garbage. Work. Allowance for work at home. We live in a capitalist society. People are valued by being paid for their work. Ask anyone who is out of work what it feels like. How you introduce your child to work is extremely important. You may have to start the lessons on the value of work with an allowance tied to the completion of chores. The exchange is then clear to the teens. You are saying you want allowance, you have to do chores. Make sure the allowance is one you can actually commit to every week. Sit down first with yourself to analyze all the aspects and determine what you think the allowance should cover and what the weekly figures should be. Tell the teen to do the same. Then meet to discuss the allowance together and agree to what it is you expect it should cover and what amount it is right for both of you. In our house, allowance covered after-school treats, a movie per week, those kinds of things. In any case, weekly allowance should not cover essential food, clothing, haircuts, medical, or dental care. That's still your job. Since our kids use public transportation for school, we purchase the bus passage. Passes, but we didn't purchase school lunches. Lunch ha was to be taken from home. It's healthier and costs less money. A lot less money. Make sure the allowance is a sufficient amount. You don't want to encourage shoplifting or illegal activities because, you, because your kid is feeling shortchanged. The granting of an allowance is a big moment in a kid's psychological and financial development. How you treat money, how you treat your teen around money, may govern their economic attitudes and abilities for the rest of their lives. If you give the allowance on time and regularly and treat your teen fairly around it, they will come to believe that money and work are happily and dependably related. If we, you withhold their allowance, forget to pay it, leave them waiting extra days for it, or borrow it back from them, they will come to have an unsteady, unrewarding feeling about money. This can create real problems later in their lives. One more thing to consider. For granting the allowance, choose a day when it is awarded and give it at the same time so that your young person knows that they can depend upon it and upon you. Works. Work. Jobs in the neighborhood. Many people believe that school and chores are enough work for a teen. But introducing a young person to the world of making of their own money can begin on a not very strenuous level. Babysitting, doing yard work for a neighbor, car washing, all can be launched as small but successful teen businesses with your help. Like any growth activity that puts your teen in some new part of the adult world, it is best if you, or someone as good as you, serves as the guide. You may wonder when you should broach the subject of work with your teen. Oftentimes, they will bring it up inadvertently themselves. The teen may complain that their allowance is not enough. If you think the time is right and there will not be too much strain on their school activities, you can step in and make suggestions. For the neighborhood-based small business tasks like babysitting or car washing, help them map out a plan. They need to research what the market is paying. After that, help them make lists of people who want who might want their services. Advise them on ways to contact, contact their potential clients and how to create a mini contract or letter detailing what they do and for how long for each payment. This helps kids do a complete job and not get burned by any confusions about the scope of the work.
Be encouraging. Perhaps ask a neighbor to hire them for the first time. Review with your teen afterward how the initial job was done and help them tweak the parameters of the work so all parties are ultimately satisfied. At 12, Gina got an offer to meet some friends and their daughter in New Zealand to tour with them as their daughter's companion. If she should get, could get over there, they would cover all her expenses there for three weeks. We didn't have the money for airfare and personal expenditures as she might have wanted. When I told her, Gina was clear, I'll make the money for myself. She worked six months as a babysitter after school and on weekends and saved every penny. She left on her own just after her 13th birthday for the trip of a lifetime. She had created her first business, and when she came back, the work was still waiting for her. She knew how to work and how to save, and those lessons are guiding her even to this day. Work. Jobs in the real world. This phase is a little trickier than the others. Here, your older teen will probably have more ideas and more leads than you do. With the internet such a big part of our interactions, your young person may be using Craigslist or a myriad of other mechanisms to find work for themselves. Help them use research skills to check out if businesses they are considering working for are for real, if they are located where they say they are, and if they are profitable and well-managed. Help your young person write a simple resume to include eye-catching experiences about their volunteer work at school or in their community and their own business ventures that might well relate to the proposed job. Have them ask a few of your adult friends who know them to vouch for them as references. Don't be afraid to coach them on the job interview. Offer to go win them the first time. You can always wait in a nearby coffee shop while they are interviewed and then help them debrief afterward. Help them apply for several jobs at once so that they do not get stuck as many teens do, having a great interview and waiting for a call that might not come. That leaves them with no job and no other prospects either. When they get the job, be careful to step in with your guidance if there are snares such as responsibilities that overextend them in some way or situations that demand too much work for too little pay. Also, help your teen progress with their working relationships. At the nightly dinner table, help them muddle through office politics and culture so that they learn how to respond correctly and professionally to work challenges. Let them know you are proud of them. You should be. They are making their way toward responsible adulthood. Never be afraid to tell them that. Thank you for listening. If you have a struggling millennial, feel free to reach out. You can reach us at launch.5for5.org or call me, Marianne Majori, at 415-577-6627. That's 415-577-6627. We would love to hear from you. Take care until then.